Welcome to the Sunflower Conversations, where we explore the hidden disability sunflower and its role in supporting people with hidden disabilities. I'm Chantal and joining me today on the Sunflower Conversations is Anna Balalaik. I hope I've said that correctly as it's a German surname. Uh, Anna joins us from the Special Olympics World Games Berlin 2023. The Games are taking place from the 17th to the 25th of June this year with 7,000 Special Olympic athletes with intellectual disabilities from 190 delegations will compete in 26 sports. The athletes will be supported by more than 3,000 coaches and 20,000 volunteers. So it is a very big games. Um, Anna, thanks for joining me today. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you very much for having me and for the introduction. I'm very excited to be here. Great. So, okay, right. Well, tell me more about the Special Olympics. When did it start and why? Yeah, so the Special Olympics uh, for everyone, it's basically the largest men and sport organization for people with intellectual disability. And it started in the US. Um, there was a Eunice Kennedy Shriver. She was basically the founder, so to say. Um, she's the sister of John F. Kennedy, and they had another sister, Rosemary Kennedy, and she was a person with ID. And so Eunice wanted to, yeah, just appreciate her and her disability. And I yeah, wanted, wanted to make sure that everyone knows that people with ID can also have a meaningful life and just to raise awareness. So it basically all started with a summer camp um, for people with ID. And then from there on, it developed to uh, first games in the late 70s. And then also international games, um, sporting games. Uh, at two in two thousand and three, there was the first game in outside of the US, taking place in Dublin, in Ireland. So yeah, from there on, it kind of just grew. and yeah. Nowadays, it's it's recognized by the Olympics. Um, that's why we can basically use the name Olympics. And yeah, it has five million participants from more than one hundred and seventy two countries. So it's it's quite large by now. So who can compete in it? I know we're talking uh, about intellectual disabilities. Is it only athletes with intellectual disabilities? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the focus is very clearly on actual, uh, on athletes with intellectual and also multiple disabilities. Um, but it does not mean that only um, athletes with ID can participate. So there's also the unified sports, which is one part of it that basically promotes the unity where people with ID and without ID play sports together and it should just help to yeah support inclusion break down some stereotypes and yeah so the people with ID are the athletes and then the others who are not don't have a disability are basically the unified partners and they're just teammates and yeah it's very nice to see I think it's a very nice way of just showing how inclusion through sports can work. So we have um, athletes with out disabilities competing alongside people with intellectual disabilities or it was more in a supportive role how does that work exactly sorry yeah so it's basically they play together for example in football you have one team 
and uh, this team consists of uh, athletes with ID and then you have the unified partners so the teammates that are that don't have an ID so they're just yeah playing playing together basically as one team and that's a really great concept because it's about breaking down barriers, isn't it? Um, I've worked on projects before where um, the it's been a creative project. So it might be music or art um, or photography. And the whole idea of the project is to bring together children with disabilities and uh, children without disabilities and that they work together to create this wonderful piece of art, whether it be music or what have you. And the result is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and because it's not just what's been produced, it's the teamwork that's created that to, you know, to, to make it come together. So it's a really beautiful concept of, um, of working together and being inclusive. This is the first year that the games are sunflower friendly. Can you explain why you wanted to become members and how you see it supporting athletes and visitors? Yeah, so our team was already aware of the program and then we just intentionally wanted to spread it because we think it's like a really, really nice program initiative. And I think the goals of the Sunflower, the Hidden Disability Sunflower and the Special Olympics, they align very closely. So there's a lot of things we have in common of creating inclusion, visibility, awareness, all these things. So, yeah, I think it's it's really a great opportunity and now with the Berlin airport, the first one launching it in Germany. So it's just kind of starting to spread. And yeah, talking about spreading, I think the World world Games is a great opportunity for this because we have really people from all over the world uh, coming to Berlin. And we are hoping that they will also take this with them, obviously. And yeah, I think it's also very nice because it's the sunflower as a, yeah, as a symbol. So it doesn't, there's no language barriers or anything. So I think it's really just a, a really great fit for our games. And we are really happy to be, yeah, to be recognizing it at, at our games. I think that's really important point that you uh, make about the fact that it's a world games. The sunflower is inclusive. Um, you don't need a language to understand what the, what it means, you know, once, once the, once you run, once you've been told what it represents, then it's a very simple concept for everybody, no matter where they live um, in the world, to to understand and to make sure that they are, I, I guess, opening their eyes and being inclusive with their actions and their thoughts, and and in which will then obviously make a much more fairer society for everybody to operate in. And it is great that you mentioned Berlin Airport. They are the first German company to join the Sunflower. And so with you guys being the second one in Germany, which is massive, we are absolutely delighted to be able to support uh, visitors and also the um, the volunteers that you know who are working at the Games who may also benefit from wearing the Sunflower. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the volunteers is also such a big part for our event. Like you said at the beginning, like almost 20,000 volunteers, just also coming from all over the world. So it's also not just people from Germany. And yeah, we're very happy to also create awareness to them about the Sunflower Initiative and yeah, for them to be able to recognize people, help or support people if they need it or want it. So I think it's really, yeah, really nice to, to have it here in Berlin. 
And I think it's important to say that if anybody wants to wear the sunflower when they um, when they're at the games, that they should um, go on to. Well, you have a link from your website, don't you, to to our shop or come uh-huh. directly to us and order their lanyard before they travel to the games. You are listening to the Sunflower Conversations with Chantelle. To find out more about the topics discussed in this podcast, details are in the show notes. You're making available sensory packs, aren't you, for visitors who have Mm -hmm. sensory issues. Do you want to just quickly tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So we have several services, like accessibility services, that should just make the stay very nicely for everyone, um, no matter what. So like you mentioned, we have the sensory backpacks. So at every venue we have, we are spread all over the city of Berlin. So we have like 17 venues and at each venue there will be uh, info points where people can get sensory backpacks. So these includes several items such as like ear defenders or some sensory toys like fidget spinners or anti-stress balls. And yeah, it should just support people that when they know they are sensitive to like sensory overload or anything, they can just come get the backpack. If they need it right away or later, doesn't matter, they can just um, loan it basically, um, take it with them, use it if they need to, and then just bring it back whenever they go home again. So yeah, we just want to make it make the stay as easy as possible for everyone. And if this backpack is not enough in a way, we also provide quiet rooms. So each venue also has a quiet room where people can also go to. They will also be equipped with the sensory backpacks and some other materials. So just to create like a a safe space, a quiet space where people can just calm down and just relax and yeah, get away from all the all the stuff that is gonna be happening outside, all the people that are floating around. Um, so yeah, these are the the main tasks, uh, the main uh, aspects regarding this part. And then yeah, we have also some other accessible services. Yeah, so include as many people as possible. Yeah, I I, I really like the fact that you've included quiet rooms because it could potentially be a bit of an overwhelming situation for some people at some points during the day. And it means that they can, as you say, they can just go and get themselves regrounded and centered and then continue on with their day and, and enjoy everything that the Special Olympics is offering. So I think it's very um, thorough that you guys have put these things into place. And of course, joining the sunflowers, uh, an absolute must. So I guess like there's lots of sports. We mentioned 26 in the introduction. Can you name some of them from maybe like some of the more popular to some of the lesser known sports? Mm-hmm. Not all 26, you don't. I'm not testing you here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so yeah, we have a lot of sports that are also part of the Olympics. So like some classics like football, basketball, athletics. Um, so these very classics, but we also have some sports that are like non-Olympic sports and might not be as as typical. So we have roller skating or bocce, also kayaking and futsal is another one. So there's, I think, a very good mix. And like I mentioned, we are just spread all over the city and so many sports, 26, that's, that's a lot. And I think there's also something for everyone um, yeah. amongst so many sports. What's bocce? <laughs> Bocce. Yeah. So bocce is basically uh, you have bigger balls, like kind of a tennis size, tennis ball size. Yeah. Um, but they are a bit more heavy. And then you basically have to throw it in front of you 
supports a smaller ball. So there's a very small ball laying on the ground and you just throw it and has it has to land as close to that small ball as possible, basically. Okay. I think in so, England we call that bowls. I think that's called. Cool. Okay, yeah. That could be. Yeah. I think yeah. I heard already also different different names floating around. So because they're weighted, aren't they, the bigger balls? They're quite the, the bigger ball is weighted. They're, yeah, a bit more yeah. heavy, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Is it going to be televised at all or is it Yes. So it's actually there is a, a very big uh, media alliance um, that took place here in Germany. So there's 11 of the leading German providers came together, which is very exceptional. And with that, we really hope to just create a lot of visibility and raise a lot of awareness for, yeah, for everyone and to just make make it visible in the TV, in all the channels. So you cannot really escape it. Hopefully <laughs> you will yeah. just come across when you watch some TV and yeah obviously that should also just help to to show uh how great it is and how how much joy everyone has and also just to break up some stereotypes that are still out there um so yeah that is very exciting and i was going to say is germany excited to host the games this is the first time berlin has hosted these games isn't it yeah so it's the first time that the special olympics world games take place in germany and it's also the the largest sport event here in germany since munich olympics in 1972 which is quite some years ago it's so, a long time ago yeah <laughs> so yeah special olympics doesn't have like as large of a profile in germany compared to the us especially but we obviously want to change this and um yeah we are very um positive and we hope for like a sold out olympic stadium for our opening ceremony and we also have like a hot town program so the delegations before they come to berlin to start the games they are assigned to like host towns all over germany so it's just there for like a cultural exchange to do sport together or to just get to know the area so there's the towns are basically free on what they want to do with the delegations and it should just create yeah a lot of room for encounters and also for the host towns they should also have like a, a requirement for them is to have an inclusion concept so we also obviously would like to have some more long-term implementations among the towns and yeah really hope to spread some awareness but also just some joy and excitement and yeah yeah that's exciting I know that when the UK hosted the Paralympics back in I think it might have been 2012 I'm not sure um, it really did raise the profile of uh, disabled athletes and mm -hmm. inclusion. And it was, I think it was, it, I think most of the events were sold out and it was the most successful Paralympic Games, I believe. And it really, and everybody really got behind the athletes and it had such an exciting buzz to it. I'm sure that you're going to be replicating the same vibe in Germany and um, it's a great opportunity for the visiting athletes and their families and uh, delegates to soak up the German culture as well it's a real exchange isn't it yeah for sure I mean it's it's really exciting to just have everyone everyone come together and our our hashtag or our motto is also unbeatable together so we don't want to have this focus on yeah who's the best and who's gonna win and all these things but we we want to really focus on just coming together and leaving with a stronger yeah, participation. Exactly. So, yeah, that is that is very, very exciting. And we also want to go further than just the sport. So 
what's maybe also nice to mention is our cultural program within Berlin. So we have like over 30 partners in Berlin of cultural institutions, more than 120 events going on during the week of like theater plays, some city tours, some exhibitions, all these things where people with ID are involved in the creation or yeah, that are just available for, for all people. And that's also very, very um, exciting that it also goes beyond the sports and beyond, um, yeah, beyond Berlin as well. Yeah, it's giving like an all round yeah. cultural experience, isn't it? That's what so, we're um, you have social media channels that people can link with you and then mm -hmm. participating countries will have their own social, Special Olympics social media channels as well. Yeah, so we have our the game social media, which is like the Berlin 2023. Um, and then depending on the delegations or the, the countries, they might have their own national um, social media channels. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's you can always just whenever you want to see what's close to me, just use your favorite search engine and just look up um, for your country. They might have, or they usually have a website. Then you also find more local um, associations if you want to get involved. There's also in Germany, for example, also in other countries, there's national games. So it's not just the world games, the big ones, but yeah. also, yeah, local games, um, regional games. And yeah, everyone can, can get involved. Also people without ID, as mentioned, as like a unified partner. That's great because that's what we have. Um, we've had some questions saying, how can I get involved? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'd really like to um, compete or participate in some way. So yeah. the advice for an athlete, I mean, presumably it's too late for them to represent their country now. Yeah. I would imagine all the, the teams have been selected, but going forward, um, what advice would you give to somebody who is interested in participating? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the best way is just to, Find a, a local website, just um, look for the national federations and regional associations. Then you also have a lot of sports club, not a lot, but it's getting more a sports club that want to include people with ID. Um, and also what's very nice, I think it doesn't only matter if what skills you have, but there in Special Olympics has a specific system of like classification. So it's basically you are put in one class with people of the same level, with the same skill level. So you have basically different different categories. So it's not just about, oh, I'm not good enough. That, that We don't really have that because everyone has their own um, abilities and their own skill levels. So that's, I think, also very nice that people don't have to be scared of uh, going somewhere or scared of being like, oh, they all, they all look so good in what they're doing, which sport they're doing. So yeah, just also breaking off the, the boundaries here or the barriers. Yeah, bringing down barriers, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I guess finally, how can people get tickets? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so actually the our World Games in Berlin are the first ones to be ticketed. We just wanna really put a value on on these games. And yeah, if, if anyone is interested, we can always go to our website. It's berlin2023.org can just find tickets there you can also find more information about the sports that will be taking place about the venues about like the accessibility services for example 
So you just find a lot of information there. And yeah, we would be happy to see some people there from the UK, definitely, or from whoever, wherever people are listening. Yes, yeah, wherever you listen to your, <laughs> wherever you download and listen to your podcast, wherever you may be in the, in the, on the globe. Uh, well, that's brilliant. Um, we're really looking forward to seeing uh, the the games and seeing people getting together, enjoying the sport and basically just having a really fulfilling experience. So thanks for your time today, Anna. And, Thank you for, um, yeah, for having me. It was really nice. And we're, yeah, once again, we're really happy to, that we can be able to recognize the sunflower and hopefully spread spread the message brilliant in fact somebody actually asked um this is great that this is happening and then they mentioned another game so i don't know it's happening i think it might be in germany um is, will it be recognized there as well so hopefully we're setting the we're setting the ball the ball rolling and um yeah. many more sporting organizations will um will you know become part of the network and support the visitors and athletes who are getting involved and obviously the staff and volunteers yeah that's what we're really hoping for yes if you have enjoyed this conversation please hit subscribe to the sunflower conversations podcast if you'd like to share your sunflower story or conversation please email conversations at hidden Find out more about us or listen to this recording again by checking out our insights page at hiddendisabilitystore.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. Please help, have patience and show kindness to others and join us again soon. Making the invisible visible with the Hidden Disability Sunflower.